0: Hi everyone and welcome back to Where Joy Blooms, a podcast where we talk openly and honestly about all things pregnancy, birth and parenting. Our aim is to have real discussions about the challenges, highs, lows and experiences that we all may face along this phase in our lives as parents or parents-to-be.
1: We hope this podcast can help you feel better supported and less alone as you embark or
0: navigate parenthood. And if there's a topic you'd like us to cover, then don't hesitate to flick us a message or an email. We'll put the details in the description.
1: We would like to acknowledge the land we meet on today is the traditional land of the Ghana people. We respect their spiritual relationship with their country and cultural beliefs. We acknowledge the Ghana people as the custodians of the Adelaide region and pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging.
0: Okay, so Emma and I have put together a bit of a, I guess, top 10 list of baby essentials and we also did a postpartum items as well. So we're just going to chat about some of our favourite items or I guess most useful items that we had during that sort of newborn period and beyond.
1: Yeah, and obviously everybody would find something completely different. You might completely agree with our list or go, I never use that. Um, But I think like these are just the things that we found the most useful
0: Yeah, that's it. Even like when Em and I were discussing like, you know, what to put on the list, like she sent me her list and I sent her my list and there was definitely a few differences on there. So we've kind of, yeah, combined them and, yeah, tried to include things that we thought were um, essential, but obviously everyone's essential looks a little bit different. So we might Mm. pop these up on our Instagram and, yeah, feel free to let us know if that's on your list or if you were not. didn't need that at all. Yeah. I think these are the things that we definitely were like, oh my god, we needed them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Or had sure. to
1: buy or stuff that we didn't have and had to purchase because they were essential.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Now, I didn't necessarily list these things in order, but I think the first one that I've got on there, the spew cloths, like the old terry cloth nappy style ones, is definitely probably like my number one thing anyway. Oh, yeah, that's 100% mine as well. Like, they're just I think so that was useful. at the top of both of our lists. Yeah, for sure. That was one thing that we definitely had in common. Especially, like, I saw lots of people talking about burp cloth. Like,
1: I watched so many videos before I had a baby because I didn't know what to buy. I was a bit of, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. I watched so many videos and people were like, oh, yes, these burp cloths. And they looked tiny. And yeah. then whenever I spoke to people, they went, don't even bother. Go buy the big hairy toweling cloth ones and get those. I think it was Sarah's day actually that posted. She was like, I bought these my first pregnancy. Don't even waste your time. Go and get these ones. They're like so much cheaper, but they cover all your shoulders. She goes, because vomit goes down the back of your shoulder.
0: Yeah, it does. Because they do. They make those um like actual technical, I guess, um spew cloths they make them that weird sort of shape that kind of goes over your shoulder but yeah like you said they're just not big enough at all and you need lots of them
1: like you can't even get away with just one packet you'd need two maybe three i have i bought
0: two packets and i swear some days we need a third because we're running low yeah, unless you want to do washing, like, 24-7. I mean, you already do that when you have kids anyway. I feel like yeah. I've got multiple loads of washing daily and the washing just never ends. <laughs> oh,
1: I reckon we're already on to our second load since
0: Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and you think, like, baby clothes are so tiny, like, I'm not going to need to wash much. But no, 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 no. No, you, you wash them all the time. It's a constant
1: <laughs> stream of washing because they get covered in spit,
0: you know, you okay. change them like a regular person. They poo, yeah. they pee, they vomit. Actually, one of my um good friends says to me, an empty washer is a lazy washer. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, definitely the loss. I don't know if there's any specific sort of brands as such, but yeah, we're talking about the old Terry Cloth nappy style ones. You can buy them in bulk at like Kmart, Target, Big W, Baby Bunting, all of the baby stores probably. I think Uh, I got mine from Kmart. But yeah, yeah, definitely those ones. And then I think another big one that we both had was the zippy suits. Oh, lifesaver. You need them. Definitely. And especially the two-way zips.
1: Oh, The two-way zips are just the most convenient way. I'm telling you now when you are changing a baby in the middle of the night and babies wake up in the middle of the night, yes. you don't want to be faffing around with a zip top to bottom. And Britt and I are both had winter babies. So Hallie was a winter baby and Olivia a winter baby. It's too cold to unzip
0: them the whole way. Yeah, that's it. You don't want to expose them. You want to just like, you only have to, with the two-way zips, you only have to just get the little legs out. And it just I think it just makes it faster in general too.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. It's definitely quicker to just zip and get it done with. Um,
0: I know there are snap ones, but I never bought them. Yeah. Honestly, I had a few of, like, the button-down ones and the ones that have, like, kind of like the crossover um, when Hallie was a newborn, but I quickly figured out that they were just way too fiddly and annoying. And especially when you get to, like, the crutch buttons, Like, oh, my God, you don't know which button goes where. Sometimes you're like, you've got one spare button and you're like, where the hell does this go? Yeah, (laughs) You've done it wrong. That's not what you need when you're sleep deprived and it's 2 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, I definitely found, I know that there's a few different brands that do do the two-way zips, but I definitely found that my favourite was probably, like, the Bonds wonder suits. I think yeah. I just exclusively have Bonds ones now. I had a few from Target,
1: but obviously, being a winter baby, we covered her hands a lot. And oh my god, she always got her thumbs out. Yeah, and her thumbs in her hands, and the Bonds ones are the only ones she couldn't get them out of.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel like the Bonds ones because the feet and the hands both fold over and roll up. They're just more versatile. And I also found like the materials softer. It stays softer for longer. They and wash better. Yeah, and they're just more generous in sizing. Like Remy is ten months now, but with her Bonds zippies, I actually don't have any size zeros because I just haven't gotten around to getting any because she can still fit in her two noughts. Yeah, they last way way longer. I know when I had to like start subbing out sizes in
1: like the baby drawers that the Bonds were always the last to go. And yeah. they do offer a bit of a range. So you have like their normal ones and then they have the wonderful ones, which are really good when it's a bit hotter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's good that they have a few different styles. So yeah, I definitely found that they were the preferred brand. Like don't get me wrong. I 100% have cheaper options like Kmart, Target, Big W, Best and Less, definitely. And now that Remy's a bit older, you know, it, I don't really care about like covering her hands and stuff like that as much. But yeah. Definitely for those newborny, sort of the first four months stage, um, yeah, they're they're the ones to go for. A hundred percent. And then I think one of the things that we also both agreed on was a breastfeeding pillow.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't find this useful at the start. I will say, I bought one before i knew brit had one so i bought one (laughs) because i knew brit liked (laughs) it. um and i bought one from Adairs because they had this massive sale and it was the same price as like a kmart one anyway um but i actually found it was too high and i couldn't get her in the right position to feed with and i found it useless and i actually regretted buying it but then i started using it for her tummy time and i think that's why it's on my list it's so versatile
0: Yeah, I think you don't even necessarily have to be breastfeeding to have a breastfeeding pillow or to find it useful because, like you said, you can use it for other things like tummy time. I often used it for, you know, when the baby fell asleep and obviously when you're nursing it and stuff, I would then transfer it to the breastfeeding pillow. Um, And it was, you know, it just provides a little bit more cosy. I know obviously it's not a safe sleep environment thing, but when you're supervised, if they're just having their little naps as they do as their newborn sleep most of the day away.
1: Yeah, and we use it sometimes to prop our arms up if we're contact nothing. Like, my partner's quite tall, so he has to actually prop his arm up with the pillow. We use it when we're laying on the floor sometimes.
0: Yes. I do use it to breastfeed now because she's getting heavy. Yeah, for sure. It's actually the first breastfeeding pillow I had when I had Hallie I actually had it given to me by an old friend who was getting rid of like a whole bunch of baby stuff. And, yeah, it just happened to be in there with all of her baby stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, like this is cool. Don't have to buy one. Um, And I loved it. I feel like it was the perfect size. But because I used it so much with Hallie and like with the spews and poos and whatever else, it was absolutely disgusting. And the cover on it was kind of like furry. Oh, yeah. So you could take it off, but obviously things seep into it and stuff as well. And it was, yeah, it had definitely seen better days. I mean, it was already secondhand. So I got rid of it. Um, And then, yeah, when I had Remy, I was like, damn it, I need to get another one now. I'm not going to find one that I love as much as my old one. And I think um, my friend Lauren bought this one for me and I do like it I must admit it's just from um Big W or something I think I'm not 100% I, sure.
1: Yeah I got mine from Adair's and I do love it but the only thing is <laughs> I'm a bit of a bigger girl so for me like I don't fit very well in it I have definitely had to like move it where I needed it. I wish I had a strap at the back. That's the only thing is I find it slips sometimes Yeah, and I know some of them do have straps but this one slips all the time and then I have to readjust it and I'm constantly trying to do that. My baby can't sit up on her own so I'm constantly trying to put her somewhere when I'm fixing it and it's a bit of a nightmare. Sometimes I wish it had a strap.
0: Yeah 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 that's fair. Mine mine don't have a strap either but I think that's why I liked the first one that I had so much was the whole like the opening of it wasn't like very small it was quite a wide opening and that's why I found it so versatile and it was kind right. of like quite like the sides came down quite long so you could kind of could put it into a shape a little bit like those baby nest things yes yeah because yeah I never had a baby nest and I always really wanted one like a baby lounger a baby nest whatever they're called um and I always wanted one but I thought like oh they're so they're quite expensive I didn't really want to buy myself one yeah see I had a baby lounger I bought on second hand of marketplace and I just
1: didn't find it worth it if I'm honest like she only really used it as a newborn and then once I realized first time mums you can put your baby down I'm telling you it's a life changer they once won't I break realized, no once I realized I could put her on her play mat and do things I felt better but it was useful at the start like I used to go to the toilet and not I didn't want to leave her I was very like anxiety ridden didn't think I could leave her I'd put her on it in the toilet (laughs) so it (laughs) was useful for that but in saying that I don't think it's essential like you can put your body down
0: yeah is it kind of one of those things that like you had but you probably wouldn't like not you didn't really regret it I suppose but it's yeah it didn't make the list
1: no, I don't even think I'd purchase it again. I don't think it's worth it and I don't think they're worth the money. Yeah. Um, no, I actually true. ended up, I tried to sell it, couldn't sell it, tried. Um, I ended up paying it forward to another mum who I believe is having twins, uh, yeah, she nice. will need it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> she will need it.
0: Well, that makes me feel a little bit better about me not getting one, knowing that, you know, it wasn't really that necessary. So now I don't feel like I missed out, you know? <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, no, I don't think it
0: was necessary. No. All right. What was another thing that we had on our list? Oh, a white noise white machine. Noise. Yes.
1: Oh, my God. they honestly, they're the most handy things. To be honest, we have a few. Okay, so initially we bought the Noddy one. I did a bit of research and I kind of looked at what other people were buying and what they recommended and this one was recommended to me. And I do really love it. The only reason we bought a different one is because it doesn't have a humidifier. But I suppose if you have like a separate humidifier that you want to put in and put out, which in hindsight I probably should have done, um, I do highly recommend that. What I do love about the Naughty One is that you can control it with your phone. So it has an app and it's super easy to use, it's super versatile, and you can basically adjust it. You can adjust it even if you're not home as well and it has like all these different light features so you can adjust the color you can adjust like how bright it is it's so easy to use and just so user friendly you can just touch touch the top and it will turn on and off it's super simple it has like play pause buttons it has volume buttons it also has so many different varieties of sounds so it has lullabies just generic sounds it has rain it has white noise pink noise it has a shushing it has all these different sounds in it which is so good so if your baby doesn't like a particular sound it will be perfect for that. Oh yeah that's cool and it was so handy it's so versatile and it's portable it's really good but I'm pretty sure is it glow dreaming I think theirs is controlled by right app now so if you're gonna splurge i i probably recommend that one. I don't have the glow dreaming one because I didn't see it nece- like a necessity to buy it when I already had one.
0: Yeah, actually a few people had recommended the glow dreaming to me and um, yeah, it is, I guess, a bit more on the expensive side. So I, cause I never had a white noise machine or anything for Hallie and I, I guess I was one of those, I guess, sort of naive parent that was like, no, you don't need white noise. Why would you need white noise? Like, You know, the house will be noisy during the day or whatever if you've got the TV on and you're having conversations and whatever, like, that's fine. And I didn't really see, I guess, the benefit of it. It wasn't until we had Remy or it might have even been before we had Remy that I ended up getting the, the Yuki Bear one. Yeah. That's like a diffuser and stuff as well. And I thought, like, because Hallie's sleep is not good, let's be honest, she's always been a crap sleeper. And So I thought maybe this is what I'd done wrong. Maybe I needed to be, you know, more consistent. I needed to have the white noise on all the time and, like, this is what I needed to do. So I can't remember if I got it before Remy was born and I was trying to improve Hallie's sleep or if I got it when Remy was born. But either way, with Remy, I've tried to use it you know, every time I put her down for a sleep, I've tried to really use the riffraff with Remy, and I do find that the lullaby song helps her calm down a lot faster. Yeah.
1: We Does have it- a riffraff as well. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean by we have four. We have a portable white noise machine, a riffraff, this one in our bedrooms, the naughty one. We have a few. I went a bit white noise crazy. But I will say I actually use the lullaby with her riffraff as well. With her white noise that we use at home, it's not a traditional one. It's like a white noise, but then it has like a shh (laughs) over the top because as a newborn, she hated the white noise, but she loved like the shh of someone shushing her. So we have that, which yeah, it's like at the shops and stuff, she kind of has white noise anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's right. So we only really use it in the
1: car or, or when we're at the shops.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Well,
1: next on our list is actually an electric snot aspirator. Um, Yeah, this is essential.
0: I must admit, no one told
1: me this, but newborn babies are so congested.
0: Yeah, well, I must admit, I don't actually have one of these. So, this is on the list because of you and because Mm. I think that they are really good and would be really cool, but I just don't have one.
1: Well, Britt actually told me to add it to my registry
0: when I asked because so it. what many, do I need. Yeah, because so many people told me to get it, get it. Even now, my friends are still telling me, like, you need to get this, you need to get this. But I keep, I like, I think because I'm like, oh, you know, Remy's 10 months now. Like, you know, do I really need it now? I've lasted this long. Like, I keep talking myself out of it when realistically I should probably just get one.
1: I I have to say it is definitely worth it, but there's a big but. We bought one, well actually we got given one off of our registry. I didn't look into them and I didn't do any research. I just picked one off of baby bumping <laughs> and I put that on my list. No, don't do it. We got the Oricon one, I think, off our registry. Oh my god, it terrified the poor kid and it scarred her. She would scream. And I remember my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law going, Oh my gosh, like um my sister-in-law's baby never had any issues with that. I wonder why she's so fussy. And I went, why doesn't? Why has she got an issue with that? And he had a different one, and it had a different attachment specifically for newborns. And then as soon as we used this one, she didn't cry. So yes. I highly recommend the Snotty Boss. I know yes. so many people recommend it. Just get the Snotty Boss. Don't waste your yes. time with another one. Just get the Snotty Boss. It's so much better, and it definitely does the job. We definitely used the saline with her as well, just to kind of help loosen it up. So yes. we used the Fess one.
0: Yeah, I have definitely heard snotty boss. Um yeah, that's what everyone told me to get to, so yeah,
1: with the nasal aspirator though, what I do also recommend is getting a snot pick. Um, this is for the dry snot that's stuck in their nose.
0: Oh, they can't
1: cool. pick their own nose and Brits different, and she'll explain why in a minute. My fingers are very fat. I have, like, man hands, so I needed the picker to get it out. We got, I think, the Frida Baby one off of Amazon, and it has different attachments for, like, their ears and stuff. But I think they're, like, five bucks, and it's just, like, a hook, and you just hook the booger out nose. It's super simple.
0: Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, now, see, I have got quite skinny fingers and quite long nails, so I purposely would let my pinky nails grow, like, fairly long because they were, like, the perfect size to just pick out that little dry snot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I've got big man hands. I can't do that. If you've got big man hands, you need a booger hook.
0: Mum things. It's, isn't it funny when, like, you aren't a mum, you, you these kind of things are disgusting. You're like, oh, I would never do that as a mum. I wouldn't
1: do um, that. You do <laughs> things as a mum you never thought you'd do.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right.
1: Britt has <laughs> a great story to you about things
0: she never thought she'd do. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> might, might come up later. For the end. <laughs> but, yeah, another thing that we both kind of agreed on was swaddles or sleep sacks. Yeah. I did like, like, the wrap swaddles and stuff for the very newborn phase. I think um, they're kind of, you know, you kind of wrap newborns in blankets anyway, especially when you've got a winter baby like Hallie and mm. Olivia. So I did kind of like them because then you don't have to, like, they're already wrapped up in a blanket so you can just transfer them when they fall asleep right. rather than having to, like, specifically get them dressed for sleep each time when they sleep yeah. so much. But, yeah, like, now that, you know, the babies are a bit older, I definitely find that putting the sleep suit on is almost like part of that routine of, okay, I know I'm going to sleep.
1: Oh, yeah, she knows as soon as she's in the bag.
0: Yeah, but one of the ones that I did like, actually, I really love these ones. I don't know if you've got one, M. I can't even think of what brand they are. I think it's like Happiest Baby.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't have one of them.
0: Yeah. Well, if you have another baby, you should get one or I'll probably give you mine. But okay. I really love them for when they're in the arms down phase, like arms in phase. Oh. Because they're the they're the only one that I found that was actually snug enough to keep their arms in.
1: Oh my god, that would have been useful because we tried wrapping her in like a Muslim map, but my kid just got her arms out. She wanted her arms out. She loved having them out.
0: Yeah, because I remember with Hallie I tried like the Love to Dream ones, which obviously they have their arms in the upright position. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is good if you've got a baby that likes to sleep with their arms up. And I did try that with Remy for a bit because we tried a couple of different ones to see, I guess, what she preferred and what helped her sleep better. But yeah, these ones, I definitely found it was nice and snug around their middle, and you could put the arms down and they couldn't get out of them. Yeah, um, yeah now I just use the Ergo. And I, because the Ergo is a little bit like weighted, Yeah. I find that it helps. Yeah, it just helps with sleep, and especially once they start yeah. to get a little bit more mobile, it helps. And them. there's so many different togs in the yeah.
1: Ergo ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can get nice thick ones for winter. And we live in Adelaide. The weather's a shambles
1: here. We are constantly, the weather's, they're never the same. So I have two. I think two is the sweet spot for me in like the different togs. And they last a long time, Ergo ones as well, because once they hit three months, you can put them in a three to 12 month bag and they last till they're one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they're,
1: they're perfect for that is they will last a really long time. So they're definitely, I think, a little bit more pricey, but they do get their wear.
0: Yeah, and you can often pick them up secondhand too. I got, I think I bought two 3.5, so the thickest tog ones off of just like Facebook Marketplace from someone local. And, yeah, yeah. like there's heaps of them on there. Um. So, yeah, you can often pick them up secondhand. Yeah, and they're I just still-
1: bought mine on sale I think they were like I shopped around bought on on sale found some on catch yep and I just bought them when they were on sale and we had like a baby bunting gift card so I got some from baby bunting
0: yeah oh nice nice all right Mm. what's next on the list oh a first first aid kit necessary yeah, or baby medicines and or like that all kind of goes in together, I think. So yeah. all of that sort of like um yeah, I guess like first aidy stuff that you might need. So if your baby's sick and this is one of the things that I didn't really think about with Hallie before I had her, was stocking up the house with baby medicines that, you know, we potentially yeah. might need. Yeah, we I think we were actually lucky that um Jay's best friend,
1: he already has baby well actually his his baby's not a baby anymore he's like that's so cool but (laughs) he gave us um like a baby shower present and dropped it by and it was like oh you know he's a dad because it had like baby Panadol and baby Nurofen it had coat hangers (laughs) like it had all the like I guess what he would deem essential
0: and oh my god
1: did that come in handy because we had baby Panadol but we didn't have baby Nurofen and when she started teething we needed the Nurofen.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, it's one of those things that you don't necessarily think of as a baby item as such. Like, you know, when you're talking about baby items or putting things on your list to get for the babies, you think about all of the big stuff, like, you know, a cot, a bassinet, you know, blankets, clothes. But, like, yeah, medicines is not one of those things that you associate too much with a baby. No. I think the only other thing I can
1: say is we have babies at all. My child hates it yeah get the we diamond ne- never on. get yet we got done di- well actually we tried baby all before her immunizations you need it before they're born they need it for their immunizations <laughs> yes um we tried it for that nope she wouldn't take it it was a whole nightmare we had to like trick her into having it and then the second time around i was like oh she might be better this time no she was worse and we ended up having to pick diamond up to give her um, and she took the Diamondon a lot better than the Panadol. I think it's just a different flavour. I mean, I wouldn't really like cherry and vanilla flavour either. So
0: I honestly don't know why they would pick cherry as, you know, one of the flavours for a newborn. Like, I just, I don't understand why the newborn one is cherry, but then the older ones, you know, you can get strawberry, you can get orange, but then, yeah, like in the Diamondon, you can get um, yeah, just orange flavour for newborn, which I think is much more enjoyable for them. Well, because... and they do
1: strawberry now too in the newborn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's but, just...
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't it know. It's a sense. bit weird. I mean, even them putting flavorings in panadol is quite funny because all they taste is milk.
0: Yeah. And I think just like, um, yeah, if you get a general first aid kit, it doesn't even have to be like a big fancy one or something. But, yeah, just even just pick up just, like, a really simple one from Kmart or something like that, like, because you never know what you're going to need and at least then you've got some supplies there if you need it. And I think going along with that is um, doing a first aid course or, um, like, one that's specific Mm -hmm. for babies or even just, like, following social medias, like, you know, Tiny Hearts Education has heaps of free and very useful information um yeah
1: so and definitely recommend their first aid course as well and they have a starting solids course now i've done the starting solids course already because i'm about to hit that point and I, baby letter winning freaks me out. yeah um so i've done that and i'm about to start doing the first aid course yeah and, just do it just do and it I honestly some peace of mind.
0: yeah it definitely makes you a lot calmer and yeah, you just know that if you if you are unfortunately in an emergency situation, at least you have a bit of knowledge behind you. And it, yeah, it honestly could save your baby's life if you, you know, act quickly rather than not knowing what to do. Yeah, definitely. But I think that's one of, like, it's a good thing to um, give as a present to someone too because, again, it's one of those things that you don't really think of. And when you think about, oh, what do I get someone when they've already got, you know, a million onesies and blankets and all of that kind of stuff, like gifting them something like a first aid course or, you know, a Um, like you said, the baby-led weaning or the starting solids course, like something educational. I think that's like a good gift. And
1: the good thing about tiny hearts is that you can actually do it online. So you can do it at your own pace. So I essentially will do this when I'm either nap trapped or I'm feeding. I literally just put on one of the like modules and I just sit there and listen to it while I'm otherwise stuck. Yeah, I thought it would be a better use of my time rather than binging another TV show because that's all I've really been doing. And I thought, while I'm sitting here, I might as well do something useful.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Next, swings, bounces and rockers. You need one. You don't need a fancy
0: one, but you need one. Yeah, well, that's it. And I think it doesn't really matter what you have. You can have one of these things or a combination, um, but I think as long as you have at least one, at some point it's going to save your sanity because, you know, you you can use these things for when you need to get stuff done to, you know, put the baby into. And sometimes they're very soothing for them, particularly if you like a baby, like if you have a baby that likes to be, like, rocked to sleep. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I have a few, I won't lie. So we got given a rocker and my mum actually got a rocker. Um, but we couldn't use it right when she was a newborn because she couldn't, like it didn't sit far enough back. And so my mother-in-law ended up, she picked one up from target. It was on clearance or whatever. And so we used that for a bit and then we got a swing because my sister-in-law was getting rid of her swing and she used to use it all the time. So we've got a swing as well as a rocker. The swing is definitely the preferred one that we do use. Yeah. Um, because it's, I can actually shower. That's a thing as a parent is the last things that for yourself just fall by the wayside. I feel like, like sometimes I'm like, oh, I could shower, I could bath my kid, and I bath my child. Um, things just, you know, get prioritized. I can shower now that I can put her in the swing and yes. it vibrates and it plays music. Yes. And yes. it's got toys that hang off of it and it just keeps her occupied for a bit. And the one that we've got is just a Fisher, I think it's Fisher Price. When you can get them on sale, they're like 50 bucks.
0: Yeah. Um, And then with Remy, I did use that a bit, but my mum actually got me like a bouncer rocker thing. Um, And I found that I used that a bit more with Remy just because it was easier and lighter to carry. So I would just carry it around the house and put it in whatever room I was in. It often lived in the bathroom because, yeah, like you said, just having a shower. Sometimes a luxury, isn't that weird? yeah that's it <laughs> oh next baby carrier yeah baby yeah. carrier I actually found this really useful for Remy I mean for Hallie I didn't use a carrier at all for the newborn phase um I started to use it a bit more <gasps> as she got older and I was doing house chores so when I needed to like make dinner and she was carrying on and didn't want to be put down I would just kind of put her in the carrier or like if I needed to vacuum and then she would just go to sleep Um, and then I ended up saying to Jared because when I went back to work two days a week Jared actually stayed home those two days and had Hallie and so I said to him you know if if you need to get some stuff done maybe try using the baby carrier so he did that and found that that was easier for him So, yeah, we used that for a bit. The only negative I would say is the one that I had I probably wouldn't recommend. It was just a very basic one, cheap one. I think it's a mother's choice, just got it from baby bunting. And, like, you know, it does the job. But if you're going to go for, like, a long walk or something like that, I definitely find that it hurts my back a bit.
1: Mm.
0: Not good for the long-term wear. Again, whereas, multiple of these. Yeah, well, whereas um, with Remy, I used the Moby wrap style carrier a lot for when she was a newborn. Because I had Hallie, I had to do, you know, childcare drop-offs, pick-ups. Yes. And every time I drop her off and pick her up, i got to get Remy out and i got to take her in and didn't want, you know, little kids with their germs coming over, touching a baby, or I wanted to have my hands free a little bit so I could, you know, get Hallie her bag and all of that. So, um, yeah, I found using a wrap-style carrier either. I had the Moby. Oh, darling. Oh, hello, Olivia. Someone's woken up. She's just waking up and i bet you she's... <laughs> yeah, I had the Moby and I also had, is it JJ Cole?
1: Oh, yeah, I've got that one
0: too. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you've got that. I do like that one because, you know, it just slides on like a T-shirt and you can wear it, um, but it's only a one-size-fits-all and I'm a bit of a smaller person, so being on yeah. the tightest setting... It's still too loose for me, but I can still use it. It just makes it not as supportive, I guess. I've got that one as
1: well. Actually, I have the Moby one as well. I don't think I've ever used the Moby one, I will say, because I have the opposite problem to Brit. I'm actually a bit bigger, and I find sometimes I can't always get it
0: around, like,
1: enough, if that makes sense. Like, you meant to cross cross it a few times.
0: Yeah. It definitely takes a bit of practice, I think, as well.
1: Yeah, and I just didn't find it very practical, just personally for me, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I just didn't get as much use out of it. That's just personal preference. However, I do have the JJ Cole one, and I've used that one the most just around the house. There was a phase, a very short phase, where Olivia refused to sleep unless it was with somebody, and I used it a lot for that. Um, yeah. But I do also have, I think it's like a Lily baby one, like a more structured carrier, which oh, I yes. bought specifically to go for walks. But... I don't think I've used it only because um, Olivia had to get assessed for her hips and they told me to be really careful and stuff like that. And then I got scared and I haven't put her in a carrier since. (laughs) I've maybe used it once and it's just around the house, but I would like to get out for a walk and stuff and use it.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough An essential. (laughs) (laughs) I think, like, everyone needs a nappy bag. And to be honest, like, there's so many brands out there. So I'm sure that there's a lot of brands that, would be a good choice
1: I know mean, you could probably get away with kind of any bag the one thing I found is I bought an over-the-shoulder bag um, it was like a neoprene one I thought it'd be really easy to clean and then I did end up buying a backpack as well just as like a backup plan
0: yes. and
1: I've definitely gone for the backpack more so than the other one because I realized very quickly when I was just trying to pick up Olivia and take her somewhere and then the bag It was so inconvenient to have a shoulder bag as well. The backpack was just so much easier.
0: Yeah, I've got the backpack style one. And um, yeah, my friend actually bought it for me because her sister had the same brand and she really liked it. So she bought that one for me. And I do really like it. The only negative about it, I would say, is the zip. So it's one of those zips where like when you unzip it, it opens up quite like large which is good and you can fit heaps of stuff in but when it's zipped up like you kind of have to push both sides together to zip it up oh okay sometimes it can be hard to do one-handed and you know you kind of need to do everything one-handed when you're a mum
1: yeah see mine opens like at the top but it kind of like zips Around. I wish I could put it in like a picture and be like, this is what it looks like. But <laughs> it's just the one singular, like, kind of zip. So it's pretty easy, one handed, which is good. And it's got like lots of compartments inside as well, which is really handy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mine has lots of compartments. And I remember when I packed it when I first packed it before I had Hallie, I was packing it, you know, ready to go to hospital and stuff. Yeah. I was like, wow, you can actually really fit a lot of stuff in here and there's lots of different pockets. And then there's like the outside pocket as well. Um, yeah. So it's good in that regard. It's just the zip can be a bit hard and annoying when it's one handed. So that's the only negative of mine, but I do like that it's backpack style and it's also got like the little, um, attachments so you can hook it around the pram as well
1: yeah mine has little um clips on the straps that go over your shoulders as well so I can clip it onto the pram yeah what a lifesaver that is
0: (laughs) yeah so that's good
1: I have a pram caddy as well though so I find that very useful but um yeah it's definitely handy being able to have the bag nice and close that's for sure like I have my hand sanitizer linked onto it and hand sanitizer everywhere so
0: yes yes definitely (laughs) especially in these covid days hey
1: oh I know
0: get sick everywhere (laughs) so shall we move on to our postpartum list
1: oh yes there are so many essentials on this and I think it's good because we had just had such different experiences postpartum as well
0: yeah, for sure. Like I feel like obviously you had your vaginal birth, um, yeah. Which there's a few things on the list that are basically, I guess, a bit more specific to a vaginal birth. Um, whereas with my C-section, I felt like there wasn't really a lot of aftercare that I had to do personally. Um, but I'm sure that people that have had a different experience with the C-section would have different needs as well.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: But, yeah, we just tried to include a few things that were, I guess, applicable to both.
1: Yeah. And the first thing on that list is adult nappies or a large (laughs) pad, either way. I had both. um, But, honestly, those adult nappies were a game changer and I actually used them before I gave birth. So I had spontaneous labour and my water broke. And when your water breaks, there is a lot of fluid so I was wearing adult nappies and they were a game changer and then postpartum I bled a lot and they were so crucial so they were just essential in that postpartum day but definitely learning how to rip them was I think I to like day four and someone's like you know you can rip those off right you don't need to keep
0: trying to pull them and I was like oh that'd be helpful <laughs> Yes, well, that's kind of um, the same thing. I did that with um, the pull-up nappies, like, for the kids, like, for the babies. I remember, like, when Hallie got to that kind of toddler phase, I was like, oh, yeah, like, maybe we'll go to pull-ups. That'll be a bit easier. Um, And when she did her first poo in a pull-up, I was kind of like, "Um, this is not easier at all. Like, how do I get this off without getting poo all over her legs <laughs> and then it wasn't until yeah someone was like oh you just ripped the sides off I was like oh that makes more sense <laughs> yeah it's idiot. the same
1: with the adult nappies you just rip the side and it yeah. pull apart it's
0: so much easier but I, I don't think I really bled that much I feel like I didn't need to use too many pets
1: yeah I think it's just so different depending on the type of birth you have
0: yeah, I bled exactly. a lot
1: I mean my delivery was quite interesting anyway so I bled a lot during labor as well yeah so yeah. yeah I guess it just depends on the type of delivery you have but they're definitely handy to have I know so many people have said oh my god I wish I had these for like when I've got my period it would be so much easier than a pad or just like the reusable underwear but they're just like not meant for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, The next one is a peri-bottle. If you have a vaginal birth, this is kind of essential if you tear or have an episiotomy. I had to have an episiotomy because my baby was on tooth and you have to really keep that area kind of as clean as you can keep it, Um, but you can't, like, wipe really hard. You have to kind of, like, dab and things need to be very gentle and this was amazing to keep it clean but also to kind of just like help with the burning sensation I guess when you're peeing because the pee going on your cuts hurts I just found that I filled the peri bottle up with like warm water when I went to the toilet I made sure I gave myself a really good clean and then just kind of like pat dried and my Like episiotomy has healed really, really nicely. And it's just to try and keep it as clean as possible. You don't need anything in there, just water. But if you are having a vaginal delivery, definitely, definitely just get one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. The next thing I had was nipple balm. Now, I remember you saying to me that you didn't really, I guess, need it or use it because you ended up using nipple shields in the end. So, yeah guess you didn't like your nipples were kind of protected anyway
1: yeah I didn't really need them at all I did maybe in the first little bit I just used like a lanolin cream Um, yeah mainly because I was actually using the wrong size nipple shield just a hot tip there are different sizes for nipple shields so the midwives gave me the large size I suppose it must be the most common i guess um and i was not a large i needed a smaller size and so my nipples got really sore at the start and i just used the lanolin but i don't think i've ever used it since then i keep it in my like with all my breastfeeding stuff just in case but i don't think i've actually ever actually needed it i haven't had cracked nipples or anything like that
0: yeah I think it's it's one of those things that when you're kind of first starting out with breastfeeding you definitely get more use out of it then like I don't use it anymore now but definitely in those first few weeks um yeah I did have cracked nipples and I guess it's like you know you're learning how to breastfeed your baby's learning how to feed and latch and you're all just trying to I guess get the ideal position for for everyone and so there's bound to be I guess that little period where your nipples are going to be raw they've never you know had a baby attached to them before so um yeah yeah, it's just I think another um thing that's on our list um which is probably I guess more more needed in the first um few weeks I think is breast pads
1: yeah I'm I actually still use them um i I probably said this before, I have a bit of a unicorn baby baby, and she sleeps through the night. That's meant I've had to go for long periods of time without feeding and I'm very lucky that I actually have a pretty good supply and I wake up normally feeling pretty engorged um, and I normally leak through, so I have to use breast pads every night. I bought reusable breast pads because I thought I'm going to try and do this as efficient as possible and cost effective as possible. Um, I hated them. <laughs> I bought heaps but um I obviously didn't wash them every single day. I would be washing nonstop, it'd be washing more than baby's clothes and after a while it felt like they just stank, they wouldn't soak up enough milk, they'd still my boobs would still leak through overnight. And in the end I started using disposables at night and I just went, What is the point in me buying disposables anyway? So I've ended up just sticking with disposal ones. I typically only use them at night now. I don't really leak throughout the day. It's mainly overnight. And my favourite brand is definitely the Pigeon ones. They're much more comfy than some of the other ones I've tried.
0: Yeah, I must admit, I've never really used breast pads that much because I don't tend to leak too much or not enough that it's like, you know, really noticeable or really needed. Um, So, yeah, I've only used breast pads a handful of times i remember i did use them kind of at the start with both preg- like with both births um but yeah then i was kind of like oh you know don't really need this too much um so yeah i can't really recommend anything there
1: yeah i mean it's just different for everybody um like i said i still leak but she sleeps through the night and so
0: yeah i don't know what the- that's like yeah. <laughs>
1: During the day, she makes up for her feeds, So she feeds very, very frequently throughout the day. I'd, I'd say every two hours, if I'm honest. And so I'm constantly feeding throughout the day. So my boobs don't really have the opportunity to fill up that much. So then when it gets to overnight and I'm going 10 hours, my boobs are really leaking through. So I normally, if I don't have enough on, it will just seep through my shirt
0: yeah and then this one was something that you actually really liked and recommended was a hacker oh my god I love my hacker <laughs> I highly recommend one I know so many brands
1: do a cheaper version so if you're not looking at spending that much money I know Kmart do one that's similar and so do a couple of other brands I just have the original hacker um I definitely don't think you need like the hundred and fifty mil one, I just have a hundred mil one. Um, unless you have a bit of an o to supply of your milk, then maybe get the bigger one. But you won't know that until you get one anyway. Um, but I had a blocked duct in. Oh, how many weeks was I postpartum? I'm doing maybe three or four weeks postpartum. I had a blocked duct and I was recommended by my sister-in-law and doing some research to put epsom salts in it with water to try and unclog the duct in the shower and oh my god it was an absolute lifesaver other than that just catching the letdown as well or when she started sleeping through the night a bit more i had to try and like get some of that excess milk out just to help because i had a really strong letdown it was just so useful for so many things
0: Yeah, and I think like it's a really good thing to have, particularly if you don't really have much need for like a full on breast pump. Like if you're not actually needing to pump out, you know, full feeds or big bottles or anything like that. Like if you're just at home and you're breastfeeding and you don't really need to, um, you know, create those bottles, I suppose, then yeah, a hucker is good to just put on and catch a bit of letdown and create a bit of a um, freezer stash if you need it for just in case or yeah, then you don't have to do like a full on pumping session. And we didn't put breast pump on the list. And I think that's because, you know, not everyone is going to need a pump. Like for a start, not everyone can or wants to breastfeed Um, so I guess if you're not breastfeeding or you're not bottle feeding with expressed breast milk then you don't need a pump at all really Um, because yeah if you're you know doing formula from the start or from whenever um, yeah you kind of you don't need a breast pump at all Um, or there's the opposite kind of end where if you're you know exclusively breastfeeding but you're with your baby all the time, so you know you don't really need to um, pump to have, you know, bottles or milk for any occasion. Then again, you don't need a breast pump. Anyways, they were, I guess, some of the items that we thought would be helpful, or you know, might be helpful to some expecting parents. Um, to add to their list or if they hadn't thought about some things in particular that they could add to their list. But if there's anything else that you think should be on the list or was definitely on your list, then, yeah, let us know. We're going to pop up our lists on Instagram and, yeah. We
1: touched on something before, Brent, and you have a really um, quite funny story (laughs) from the other week
0: yes definitely
1: do you want to share your story
0: look I didn't think that I was going to share this story but here we go actually the other week I had one of the I guess roughest weeks it was terrible I feel like I hit an all-time parenting low like (laughs) I have had Gastro before, which you know I have caught from Hallie when she started going to childcare. I feel like you know she got all of the sicknesses under the sun, like you name it, she had it: gastro, head, foot, and mouth, um, head lice, and um, that was a big surprise to me considering she was a basically bald for the first two years of her life. I was like, how on earth does she get head lice when she has no hair? Oh my god.
1: I didn't
0: even know that. Uh, Yes. So, anyways, the other week um, I had food poisoning and I had never had food poisoning before in my life and I didn't really know what it was like. Like, to me, I thought that food poisoning came on relatively quickly after you had eaten a bad food or whatever and I thought that it would probably be more spewing than pooing. But in my case, it was not. It was the opposite. I was just pooing non-stop like I can't even tell you how many times I pooed. It was it was honestly the worst thing I have ever experienced. and on top of that, it was on a day when my husband was actually away for the day. He was not even in town. and so I it was just me back
1: to their hometown.
0: Yes, he was. So it was just me by myself with the two kids. And thankfully, it was a childcare day. Like I was supposed to be at work that day. But obviously, I was not. But I thought I will just drop the kids off at childcare so I can have the day to myself to recover. Because in the morning, it, it hadn't really hit me yet. Like I felt funny and I felt off. I felt nauseous. But the diarrhea hadn't hit yet. And then after I dropped them off, I did a few things around the house or whatever, and then, yeah, it just hit me, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I went to the toilet, and then I just I, I couldn't get off the toilet. Like, I felt like if I left the toilet, I was just in so much pain. Like, the, the cramping that I was experiencing was, like, next level. I had a heat pack on my belly and on my back, and I was in, like, the fetal position for pretty much the entire day. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I can't even tell you. Like... I know. You had to message me as well because you were like, what do I do? I don't
1: have anything here.
0: I was like, chemist, warehouse deliver. Yes. That's well, cool. it's funny because I had, I had some gastro stop at home and it was from, like, the last time that I had had gastro, which was probably, like, 12 months ago. And so I had had some I had some of that at home. I think there was maybe 2 or 3 tablets left. And so I had taken them and then I was like, right, I need to get some more of this, like that did not even touch it, did not make a difference. So, yeah, luckily you told me that Chemist Warehouse deliver same day. So, I was on there and I got my delivery <laughs> and I yeah had some more gastro stop but then I had taken the maximum dose that you could take for the day so I couldn't really do anything else and at this point I couldn't eat, I couldn't even drink, like I was trying to keep hydrated but I just couldn't and I was like how is stuff still coming out of my body when I literally have not eaten or drinking? Dr- <laughs> drinking That's not even a word <laughs> but you know what I mean. the point where I was like I'm going to need to pick up these girls from childcare. Like, there's nobody else that can pick them up. My husband's not here. I don't have any family here. Like, there's literally no one that can go and pick up the girls. And it's not, you know, when you have kids, it's not so easy to get people to pick them up because you obviously need car seats.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You can't just say to a friend, oh, you know, would you be able to go pick up my kids? Because they don't have car seats. So... It just makes it a little bit harder as well. So I was like, right, I need to try and time this so I can go and get the kids. And so I somehow managed to make it to childcare, pick up the kids, get home, and then I was pretty much on the toilet for the rest of the night. And I just had both of the kids screaming at me. I had Remy just crawling, trying to climb up my legs, trying to be all over me, and, like, I was literally, like, losing my mind. I was, I I felt so overstimulated and so unwell and I was in so much pain and I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to survive. I was on the phone to my mum who, you know, lives five and a half hours away. So it's not like she could really help me, but she was obviously worried about me and I was like, I just don't know what to do. Like, what do I do? (laughs) Oh, It was it was right, rough, honestly. I ended up, I tried to change Remy into her pyjamas. So I got her into her room. I was, you know, changing her nappy, putting some pyjamas on, and I got as far as getting a singlet on her, and then I had to run back to the toilet again. So I didn't even get her pyjamas on her. And by this point, she was like hysterical. So I I just had to pick her up and breastfeed her. Like, I was on the toilet and I was breastfeeding her. And I, in my head, I was like, this is the most disgusting thing. Like, but, you know, what other options did I have? And then I was saying to Hallie, like, just go and get your iPad. Go get your iPad and lay in bed. So, like, luckily she did that and she was in bed so I didn't have to worry about her too much. But, yeah, Remy was just yeah she was not happy and I was breastfeeding on the toilet until eventually she fell asleep and I think she was just so exhausted from screaming and crying at me that yeah she fell asleep so then I had to say to Hallie, Hallie quick go go to Remy's room and get me the pajamas that I left out (laughs) so then I am on the toilet with a baby that is in a singlet and asleep and I'm trying to put her pyjamas on her without waking her up.
1: Oh, my God.
0: It was the most, yeah, it was the most awkward thing I have ever experienced and I definitely do not recommend.
1: I (laughs) truly say when it rains, it pours.
0: It does.
1: this, This was Brit all week. I think she messaged me like four or five times and I went, your week is just not getting any better.
0: Hi. No, because then on top of that, the following day, my boob started to get sore. And yeah. I was like, okay, my boobs a little bit sore. Hopefully it's nothing. Hopefully it won't progress into anything. Um, but then, nope, it was getting worse. It was getting hot. It was getting red. I started to get a temperature. And the last time that I had had mastitis was only about two months prior to this so that you know I'm well aware of the symptoms and the signs and the last time I had it my temperature got up to 40 degrees and I was you know when you're so hot that you're actually like cold like you're shivering yeah And you think that the best thing for you is to rug up. Like you feel cold and you're like shivering and, you know, you want to go have a nice hot shower or something, but that's actually making it worse. Oh, yeah. And that's how I was last time I had mastitis and I was just so sick that I probably should have gone to the hospital, but I didn't. Because, you know, it's so hard to go to the hospital when you've got kids. Especially one who's breastfeeding as well. Exactly. So this time round, I had already been sick for 24 hours. I had barely eaten. I had not had much to drink. And so I said to my husband, I think we're just going to have to go to the hospital. I didn't want to, but I was like, I think this is what I need to do. So off we went. I went to the hospital. Jared obviously stayed with the kids. And I was up there. I think we got there at about 8 p.m., and I didn't get home until about 3 a.m. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's such a long wait. I think I was waiting for about three hours before I actually got cold in. And then the rest of the time I was just, yeah, like just in there, just, you know, being treated or waiting to be treated. They took some blood. So I think the, the hold up really was just getting that blood work back to confirm yeah. that it was an infection. Um, but, you know, it had been hours since I had fed Remy and all I wanted to do was feed and feed and feed to try and help the mastitis.
1: Oh, yeah, because um, you'd left Remy with Jared too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was definitely not a fun time at all. And I remember actually when I had gastro when Hallie was probably about 18 months old. I suppose. And I was spewing and pooing and it was more so the spews then that were the problem. So I was like vomiting, like just a lot. And I thought to myself, like, not like I can't do this. Like, I don't think we'll ever be able to have another baby because imagine if I had morning sickness like this, like I can't even look after Howie. Line. Yep. I honestly do not know how the mums out there do it that suffer from you know bad morning sickness or hg like they are honestly super mums but honestly, yeah I,
1: this is one of the things turning me off potentially having another baby because I was so sick
0: yeah and it's it's so much harder when you have another human that you need to look after like when you're a parent you have no days off exactly Like, you know, you can't have a sick day. You can't have a day to yourself. And, like, obviously I was very thankful to my husband. He pretty much took over the reins or whatever. But then, yeah, this time the other week when I had the food poisoning, he wasn't here and, oh, it was.
1: I honestly have so much respect for people who are single mums. I just honestly could not understand. Like, I I just don't know how you do it. Honestly, super mums out there because, oh, I can't even imagine doing it by myself.
0: Well, I reckon let's finish it off here and next time when we come back for our next episode, we're going to have another birth story and, yeah, hopefully we'll have something that's relatable to everyone or at least someone.
1: Yes, hopefully you find some of our recommendations kind of, I guess, useful, I guess, if you're about to start your motherhood journey and you're feeling a bit like I was not had no idea what to buy. <laughs> or if you just needed someone to relate to with Brit's story from the last week.
0: Yeah, which... the struggles of parenting.
1: <laughs> yeah, when it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. Yes. And <laughs> it, Brit, it was like a tsunami.
0: <laughs> it was. It really was. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, um, as always, if you liked our episode, please feel free to leave a review um, and subscribe. And, yeah, we'll pop our Instagram handle in the caption and look out on our Instagram for some posts about newborn essentials.
1: If you've got any recommendations for some episodes,
0: feel free to let
1: us know as well. You can let us know on Instagram or click us an email as well because we do have an email. Other than that, guys, thanks for listening and we look forward to talking to you next week.